Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knaus. Welcome to episode number one of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Will. And on this episode, it's about introducing ourselves, uh, how we met, my writing journey. And my, uh, the beginning, I'm just at the beginning of my writing journey. And we'll talk a little bit about why we wanted to start this podcast and what it's going to be about. What does the Big Gay Fiction Podcast actually mean? <laughs> Indeed. It's a good question. <laughs> it's going to, it might be a while before we completely figure that out. But. Right. Well, we've got some ideas. Yeah. To start yeah. with. I guess we'd start with how we met, mm-hmm. which was 20 years ago, 20 years ago this May, um, as we record this in uh, October 2015. Uh, we actually met in May of 1995, way long time ago. Indeed. Actually, I guess we met before that because I was in Lettuce and Lovage at the Ferndale Repertory Theater sometime in 94, I think, mm-hmm. shortly after I got here. And you were running the light board for that. Um, so we were on the opposite ends of the theater. Yeah, we were both involved uh, in community theater here locally. And we both kind of ran in the same circles. And even though we didn't, quote unquote, know each other, we kind of knew knew who we were. And, yeah. um, and we were, uh, I ran tech on that one show and he was uh, working backstage and, and, and working on that one show. So... So we kind of... Uh, we crossed paths. Crossed paths, yeah. Uh, but then it was in 95 that we both ended up doing It Runs in the Family. Mm-hmm. Um, both we, on stage. We, it, yeah, it, it was a terrible show, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, not, not, um, not, not particularly good theater, but uh, we did meet. Yeah, and we yeah. got to talking... Through endless hours of rehearsal that we liked ABBA, we liked certain movies together, and during the run of the show, we decided to go to a movie. And our first movie, which I guess is technically our first date from May 1st, 1995, was the Christopher Reeve, and was it Kirstie Alley who was in that too? Mm-hmm. Remake of Children of the Damned, which was not a very good movie, but it was a really good date. <laughs> Even though it wasn't really a date in my mind at the time, yeah. What uh, d- during during the uh, rehearsal process and then like uh, in the ensuing you know performances of that that one show, um, I kept trying to find stuff out about this guy <laughs> sitting right next to me, and I, I would ask our, our friend Clint, you know, hey, what's 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 up with that Jeff guy? What's his deal? And I, you know. It, and and throughout the production, I, I kept waiting, uh, trying to throw hints and flirting that like maybe he would ask me out, and uh, uh, and though he did participate in the flirting, um, the the ask out never happened. So one one night we it was after uh, a matinee performance or something. And uh, a couple of us um, 
stayed up at your place and we were we stayed up all hours i think we watched an episode of mst like really really oh, really late into the night and i'm like you know, just just thinking oh god i hope he asked me out or something happens or uh, and nothing did um me being the you know passive aggressive 20 something that didn't know you know yeah that was the clueless <laughs> mid-20s something totally clueless and i was so so frustrated driving home that night i swore the very next day i would call him up and i would ask him out which is exactly what i did i asked him if he wanted to go to a movie and he said sure and that's what we did that night it was a week night it was a monday it was a monday night and we went and saw this movie uh and then afterwards i walked him to his car and we uh, stood there on the street corner, and we talked for literally three hours. So, yeah. and then you—I f- knew you were trying to say something, and I still was kind of clueless about it. You finally spit it out that you wanted to go out, <laughs> which was kind of awesome. And that's how I actually ended up coming out too, because by that, until then I wasn't out at all. Indeed, I wasn't. I wasn't really acknowledging that side of myself, and uh, but he he brought it all out, and and there you go. Twenty years later, here we are. Here we are. After we ended up and had a commitment ceremony in the Ferndale Theater um, in September of '97, mm-hmm. and finally got ourselves legally hitched uh, just just four years ago because our anniversary was actually this past Monday um, on October 19th for that. So, yeah. And it's been awesome ever since. Yeah. We've, uh, in the ensuing 20 years, we've lived here in California. We moved to New York. We spent 15 years there. Uh, we've recently moved back. We're here in California again. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked moving back. 15, the, the New York years were good, and there's certainly things that we miss in New York, like you know, being able to go to Broadway at the drop of a hat to see whatever the the new show is, and and to see ballet all the time, and um, but I don't miss the weather extremes, yeah, the the freezing cold and the blazing hot, mm-hmm. and I don't miss the crush of people. Uh, I personally miss playing hockey, uh, kind of to a ridiculous degree, but you know that that was a con worth giving giving up. To come back here into a calmer lifestyle with far fewer people and getting back into some of the things that I enjoy, like helping out with community theater like I have. And it's also given me a lot more time to write, uh, which has been really good. And we'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other interesting... Uh, interesting how we met tidbits? and Will story. <laughs> I'm sure we'll tell many more over well, the course of the podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess we should talk a little bit about my my writing journey. Yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of always written. I had a really good uh, English teacher in the ninth grade, um, Janice Winnaker, Central High School. She got me into writing and she got me into Shakespeare um, over the course of a school year. Uh, because of her, I started writing for the school newspaper uh, when I was... Uh, in the 10th grade, that actually happened the year after I was in her class because she kind of got me into it um, and sent me on my way the following year to do that. I took some creative writing classes in college. I 
after college, I kind of wrote, but I didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And it's really bad. Like, I've gone back and looked at some of that stuff periodically. It's like, ooh, that's bad. Like Star Trek fan fiction. Star Trek and... fan fiction. Yeah. And yeah. some really bad just fiction in general. Uh, did you go through an emo poetry phase? I never did poetry. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to write poetry. That just never happened. Yeah. Every now and then, there was a part of English English class where they tried to get you to write poetry, and it was just... It just oh, God, yeah. It just didn't work right. And they, the, did, you, did you ever go through the, the, the terror of, like, having to, not diagram a poem, but you had to, like, go through line by line and decipher its, its meaning? Yeah. And, oh, God. No, I mean, God, no wonder people hate poetry so much. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, what a nightmare. Anyway, continue. Um, yes. A good friend of mine, uh, David LeBounty, who I, I met while I was in college, um, shortly after we both got out of college, he'd moved to D.C. Uh, with his wife, and I'd gone up to D.C. I'd been there. I was there for work for a little bit, and I stayed over uh, for a few days to, to visit with him and, and Robin. And we kind of hatched this idea uh, for writing stories back and forth uh, to each other initially, uh, you and we each had to provide a first line. So I'd give him a first line, he'd write a story uh, and send it back. And this was kind of based on the idea that comes from the movie Out of Africa. There's a scene in that movie where Meryl Streep's character uh, ends up telling a story, but Robert Redford uh, provides like the first line or two to get into that, and then she spills this whole story out over the course of an evening. And it was an interesting concept to us to take a to take a first line and then do something with it. That actually eventually birthed itself into a magazine that he and I started. I think it was in '99. I want to say because it was. I think we started it early while we were in New York, and we got to mm-hmm. New York in '98. So I think mm-hmm. the magazine actually started in '99, and we worked on it together for quite a few years. Uh, and then eventually, in the around 2005, 2006. Um, he was wanting to grow the magazine in a direction, and I was going to want. I was wanting to pull back from the magazine to start writing more of my own stuff. And kudos to Dave; he's taken the magazine and has continued to grow it over the years. It's still uh, produced. You can actually check it out at uh, thefirstline.com. And he's grown it into a small press of his own because now there's not only the first line. Uh, there's a couple of other uh, magazines that he routinely puts out. Uh, he's started one recently called The Last Line, where he actually gives you the last line of the story, and you have to write to that endpoint, uh, which is pretty cool, too. Uh, but he's made his own little thing called Blue Cubicle Press, uh, which you can get to from the First Line website. Uh, so it's been great to watch him grow that over the years. But then, as I left the magazine, I started dabbling in gay romance short stories and had one published uh, in an anthology that was called Nirvana uh, that came out. Uh, I want to say that was in like 2008 that finally reared its head or 2009. Uh, Also put some other stuff out, a short story called Rivals, which was my first piece that I placed with Dream Spinner uh, around 2007, 2008. Uh, which led to a few other short stories getting done. And then I did I did NaNoWriMo for the first time in 2006, uh, which was where the first Hat Trick book was actually birthed um, in a really awful first draft <laughs> that needed a lot of work. It was the first time I'd ever written anything that was that long because um, it was 50,000 words, and when NaNo finished, I didn't even have an ending on it yet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it aside for a while, and then I came back to it and started to like really take the pieces and plot it out onto a timeline and work on it. And it took about six years to get it on and off working to where it formed itself into the story that it is now. And there are still, I can go back to the first nano draft and there's like three or four scenes that are pretty close to as written from the first draft. Uh, but it got a lot better <laughs> after nano was over. And then that, of course, if you know my writing that birthed itself into a trilogy that actually wrapped up, uh, just this past September, uh, with the publication of hat trick three penalty shot done some other short stories in the interim, uh, that had been published uh, put my own indie published book out this year called Flipping for Him, which was my first foray into actually owning the entire process uh, from writing to making sure it got edited correctly to finding the cover for it, uh, ultimately taking it into audiobook. Um, we could probably do a whole episode on the on the genesis of Flipping for Him. Oh, there's an idea. And, Maybe, and the, yeah, that's a possibility. how it started from something I had half-written that I wasn't satisfied with yet to really pulling it all the way through mm-hmm. um, into yeah. an ebook, into a paperback, into an audiobook, and into how I've used it a little bit for um, marketing as well. Yeah. So that's the journey up to now. And then we're looking at, you know, looking into 2016, I've got a full slate of stuff coming up from a couple of novels and novellas that'll be. Um, I guess adjacent to Hat Trick. I don't know what you call it when it's in the same universe, but not a direct sequel. A couple of adjacent books for that. Uh, Starting a new series called uh, Codename Winger, uh, which will be a YA series that we'll talk more about in a future episode as well. Uh, Doing some co-writing with Wade Kelly, it looks like, uh, because we've had a good plotting session so far. And probably a sequel to Flipping for Him, which will be a co-write with uh, Elvis Merckx who is one of my key beta readers and a good friend and a good writer in his own right. So I think that's my journey, and I've talked enough now. (laughs) So now it's your turn. Well, okay, my journey will be a whole lot shorter. Um, (laughs) I guess you could say that I have always been interested in uh, storytelling in its various forms. Um, like writing little stories and making picture books from when I was a kid to, you know, uh, being a serious drama geek in high school to the community theater stint I did after that. Um, Writing stories took uh, a backseat for me during my 20s, which is, I think, probably what happens at least it happened to me it happens to a lot of people i think like you may have been a an avid reader or writer when you were a kid but once you maybe get out of high school and into the real world uh dealing with college and real world stuff uh uh, takes a, a front seat to uh creative endeavors sometimes um and that's certainly what happened with me. Um, my first quote-unquote book I wrote during the summer between uh, my 7th and 8th grade years. It was probably about 50 um, pages long. Uh, that was my novel. 
Uh, and I spent most of the summer writing it. And the only uh, the only reason I did it is because no one told me I couldn't. So I would, you know, spend days and afternoons writing it out longhand. And then uh, I'd stay up at night uh, uh, henpecking on my mom's electric typewriter and typing it out. Is that the very typewriter that we've got now? I've still got that typewriter. I no longer have the manuscript to that particular book. Um, It it got lost in... in, uh, It either got lost or I I got rid of it during one of our moves. I'm not not sure. Hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I'm pretty sure... There were only two copies. There was the original typed copy that I myself made and, you know, you know, blood, sweat and tears over. And then, and then I went and I took that to the local drugstore to make a Xerox copy of it. Uh, and I don't think either of those exist anymore. Um, so that was my first foray into long form fiction. Uh, many, 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 many years later, I gave it another shot. And, um, my first published story uh, was uh, in a magazine. And for those of you who are watching the video feed, I'm holding up in the uh, May 2002 issue of Freshman Magazine. I wrote a dirty story <laughs> under the pen name uh, Rob Jacobson. And uh, I'm uh, pretty proud of it. I think it's pretty decent. They uh, published it with a, a piece of original art to illustrate it. And uh, I'm glad I was in that magazine because you know what? Those porno mags are no longer around. So I was, I, I'm glad I had the chance to, to get in there while they were uh, still viable. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad. No more porno mags to keep under the mattress. Because um, <laughs> um, now it's just all online and you uh, can lock yeah, it away on your tablet. I know. So that was 2002, a really, really long time ago. I had a few other stories published in uh, anthologies. But uh, other than that, I haven't really uh, uh, published or done much else. So uh, unlike my husband here, who uh, is at the... Uh, has has some an established fan base really for for most of his writing. I am at the very very beginning of mine, and, and I hope to to grow it and and uh, <sighs> create something uh, worthwhile. So I have um, some plans for the end of 2015 and uh, the beginning of 2016. Uh, I'm definitely going to be uh, um, taking part uh, in NaNoWriMo this year. Um, I've, <laughs> I've quote-unquote taken part many, many years. I've never actually completed the uh, challenge itself, uh, but we're going to give it a go, and we're going to talk about it here on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, my uh, career so far. And I have faith you're going to be up there with me in no time. Indeed. Yeah. Because we are, for us, this is kind of a, this is the job that we actually want to have. I mean, I have my day job still um, that supports us. But over 
let's say the next five years or so, we want the writing to be what brings the money into the household. Mm-hmm. Um, the flipping for him was actually done under our banner of J&W Books. Uh, I think in the short term, we'll likely continue to be hybrid published like I am, where there's a little bit of stuff that's out there um, under our own banner, as well as uh, stuff that I put out through Dream Spinner and through, uh, there's a story coming out with Pride Publishing uh, in early 2016 that's already on the books. Um, and maybe a couple other publishers along the way, which I think only helps in the discoverability of my pen name more than I could do if I was just putting it out on my own. Um, and I think you'll do much the same thing probably as we go. Um, I think, you know, and part of why we wanted to start this podcast is just to reach more people about our writing and about gay fiction in general. There's not a lot of gay fiction information out there on podcasts, at least that we're aware of. There are certainly great blogs that are out there like Joyfully J and Prism and Love Bites and GGR and Queer Centric and on and on and on uh, that put out some good stuff. But we want to use this podcast, I guess, to not only talk about what we're doing and kind of the journeys that we're having perhaps to you know inspire other people on their journeys. Um, we want to get some authors on to interview uh, which we've got a couple in the can uh, from GRL that you'll get in an upcoming episode. Um, talk about stuff that we're reading, whether it's about craft or business or just the book that we happen to be reading in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and spotlight some of our author friends and new authors that we find along the way. And for people who keep up with craft, you know, maybe what we're doing on a marketing standpoint to move stuff along and... If you followed our com blog, you know we're also big on pop culture, so I'm sure we're going to end up and talk about, you know, whatever we're watching on TV or the movies that we're seeing or stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think the, the things that, well, it might seem like a hodgepodge at first. Um, we are going to cover a, a probably a wide range of things that we, you know, simply find interesting and hopefully readers and writers of gay fiction will find interesting as well um so uh so yeah like like jeff mentioned we'll be talking about um non-fiction things uh, or, or the things that are going on in the uh uh the world of the interwebs um we'll, we'll be talking about you know uh, books that we've read or authors that we like uh um yeah it's it's kind of exciting and daunting. There's there's a, there's a lot of stuff to to explore because as as far as we know, I mean, we are a, a fan of, of several um, uh, prominent uh, writing podcasts that are out there, and we listen to them every week. Uh, but as far as we know, there's no uh, no one who's really tackling the world of of gay romance fiction. Uh, like, yeah, I think the only one I could think of is Writers Online Network. True. Uh, that Will yes. Prater has. Um, Most definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, I will dovetail into that somewhere in that genre, but I think we're kind of the... He's certainly had that going, I think, now for a year, two years at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully we find a, a way to kind of augment with that a little bit. Um, certainly from our scheduling standpoint, uh as we start, we're looking to have four episodes kind of out there and in, out there ready to go as we put these out. So you're probably going to see this episode and two or three others uh, sitting in the queue. And then we plan to record 
every Sunday. And as I get, because I'm the, I'm the technical engineer for this, as I get good at putting them out, hopefully they're out every Monday um, to kick off the week with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of fun. It's, hopefully it's a fun journey for everybody. If you've, you know, the listeners out there have ideas, you know, we'd love to hear them. Uh, for what you might like to hear from us, or if you've got authors you want us to talk to, perhaps, or you know anything else that strikes your fancy, um, you can drop us a line through the website, which is biggayfictionpodcast.com. Yeah, drop us a line. Uh, let us know what you think, or if you have any suggestions, we would love to hear them. And you know, iTunes reviews are good, so if you're subscribing on iTunes. Uh, Feel free to give us some uh, some love on the reviews there. Mm-hmm. Perhaps after we're a couple episodes in, so you're not just judging based on the first one. <laughs> anyway, anything else you want to do in this one? Mm, I think that covers the our our origin story. There you go. We're done with the origin story, and we will never do a remake of it. <laughs> no, no. Well, okay, maybe we can. We'll just make it more interesting the next time. Maybe. Uh... Episode 100 or something? Maybe. Oh, that might be a good idea. We could retell the origin story? Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not like, you know, when Spider-Man reboots. <laughs> anyway. I, I, <laughs> Andrew Garfield can play me. I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> at all. All right. Duly noted for the film. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. Uh, as we said, you can find out more about the podcast at biggayfictionpodcast.com. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. For detailed show notes, go to biggayfictionpodcast.com.